0: i went against this guy and he like started waving his finger in my face during it and he's in a heel hook and his shit's popping and it makes this like velcro tearing noise so, like i know his knee's getting fucked up and he just doesn't <laughs> want to tap i'm like this match is for like a hundred bucks dude like what are you doing how many is times your- has somebody let you do that
1: dope another podcast same fucking clothes we got Alex. Sie- you don't care if I swear, right, for your audience. Buckner. I, I know. So. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think so. Dope. So yeah, we got the Adversity Kings podcast. Another episode. Same clothes for me. Obviously, I promise I wash my clothes, guys. Um, <laughs> but I got my jujitsu coach Alex Seaver on from, I think from Michigan. Not, but but yeah. out here in Chicago now. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I grew think up in Michigan. Michigan. Dope. So right where we left off, we were just talking about. Worlds, the classes, no Jiu Jitsu, you pay. guys already know if you're listening,
0: <laughs> right? We were all over the place. They don't pay at all. No, no. So the, uh, the only real way you get paid, like being a black belt competing, cause they don't pay the brown belts, purples, yeah. anything like that. Um, I think they started doing like a pay for, if you win worlds and shit like that. But basically it's only like the top ranked at the end of the year. Yeah. So like accumulation of points. So you get like Philippe Andrew, uh, Bouchesha, all these guys who like do a bunch of tournaments. And if you're in the top five at the end of the year, they bring you out, they give you an award, and then I think it's like the top, top three or top five get a pay, and that's about it.
1: And it's pro- what is it, fifty grand, hundred grand? Oh, fuck no,
0: like I think it's like twenty or fifteen. All the money's <laughs> made, all the money's made then if you open up schools and instructionals. though hundred percent, dude. a uh, Gordon was talking shit about uh, IBJJF pay because he said he'd made millions off of BJJ fanatics and his instructionals. And yeah. I think the most money he's made has been off of uh, his instructionals. And then the next would be his super fights.
1: Now, super fight is where that you get in the cage. Uh, no, nah, not the even the ring it's, type of deal. Yeah, everybody
0: uses that term in jiu-jitsu, but it's just like an exhibition match. Yeah. And so it's like it could be in someone's gym and the is just, you know, Who- you and I decide to have a match. And we're both like, yo, dude, put your put your money where your mouth is. Let's put up 10 grand each. Okay. I mean, it's not exactly like a like a set rule. Right. Do sponsors get involved with jujitsu athletes at all? yeah a little bit that have I mean, any money you, usually it's not money it's usually like gear is one of the more popular ones yeah you get big names and they'll get some money but uh, one of the biggest things that they're doing for money right now is actually uh this guy Mo just see for ADCC. so he's bringing in sponsors for ADCC, and so now that'll be like the biggest like grappling match payout ever I think because he said it's like uh, their super fight for ADCC is between Andre Galval and uh, Gordon Ryan. Yeah. And the payout's going to be like, I think it's like 150 dollars $200,000.
1: Yeah. Just for that match. The winner yeah. will take $150,000, $200,000. Who do you think? Well, will... I think
0: I think they're doing one hundred fifty dollars or $100,000 and then fifty dollars to the loser.
1: So who do you think will win that
0: match? I think Gordon. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I hope Galvao wins, but yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'd rather see Pena and uh, Felipe Pena and uh, Gordon run it back because Felipe beat him twice already. Now, but that ha- was that like
1: back before, because like when he like portrays himself, it's almost like he's under like
0: he portrays himself as like undefeated. I know. He Doesn't talk about the Philippe once too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, Philippe's like the only dude to beat him. Okay. I don't think anybody else has really beaten him. And then he only fought Philippe, I think, and lost to him at. I wonder ADCC. about all the people that
1: like smacked on him though. Like when you like you first start
0: out in jiu-jitsu. Oh, for sure they talk shit. You know what I mean? For sure. Or, they, like, remember back- when I was fucking you up and you were yeah. a white belt? Well. He, I think he competed in the gi up until like purple belt or something and yeah. just got, I'm not going to say like tossed around or anything, but he like, wasn't as, it wasn't who he is now. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's people who talk shit like, yeah, I, I fucked up Gordon at blue belt. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, jujitsu is like that. I, the more I think about it, like, cause it, you know, you have your undefeated fighters and just individuals that get into sports and shit and it's like, you know, I'm the best there ever was, never took any losses or, you know, my percentage, this, that, or the other is, yeah. you know, excellent. But it's like. Well, what about when you fucking started? Or when do we, like, when are you really keeping score? I think about that all the time with, like, undefeated fighters. And, well, like, jiu is the one where it's, like, you all, you, uh, there's definitely a point where you start as a white belt. I was at that New Breed tournament. Yeah. Dude, these little kids, their technique and shit, I'm like, that little kid? Bro, some of those kids are
0: monsters. It's
1: insane. Yeah. I'm like, the technique, and just, like, I'm looking at him, shrimp,
0: and I'm like, shrimp's way better. Dude, I'm like, <laughs> what the? I, I look like an idiot. Bro, watch, uh, what was it, Pan Kids? I think that's like their biggest tournament for for the kids. It's uh, it's insane. Like the grays, the yellows. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to watch the orange or the green belts. I just watched. What's like, the
1: highest kid belt? Uh, green. Green.
0: Yeah. So like when you see like uh, people that are like freak athletes and like the the upcoming phenoms are typically like Miko uh, Miko Galval or like uh, Cole Bait. I think Cole's like sixteen or seventeen, and he was a green belt up until like. Two years ago, because you can't get your blue belt till you're 16. Okay. So he's this like green belt fucking up black belts. Damn. I mean, I mean, he's been grappling for like 13 years at that point. Yeah. They just (laughs) started like (laughs) like, two, three. It's just the belt system. He can't, he can't be higher ranked because of his age. Yeah. So it's like the opposite problem you have of like Taekwondo and Karate. It's like these guys are black belts 100% all day, every day of the week. Yep. But they can't get their belt because they're not 18, 19.
1: So what is then the biggest jiu-jitsu tournament in the world?
0: I mean, I, I'd say there's two. It's either like IBJJF Worlds for the Gi. Yeah. And then no Gi, it's ADCC, which is only every two years. And when was the last one? Uh, they, they were supposed to run it last year, so it would have been 2019 for ADCC. Who won the adult? Uh, now, do they do weight classes then? So yeah, yeah, they do, uh, they do kilograms. It's like uh, 66, 77, I think. They might do an 88-99. I forget your exact weight classes. Um, And then they do an absolute. Okay. So then the winner of the absolute goes on to face the previous super fight champion. So, like, because Gordon won the absolute last time, Andre Gova was the reigning, like, super fight champion. So now yeah. this time, Andre's fighting Gordon. Okay. So then if Gordon beats Andre Gova, which is likely... um, Didn't then- he slap him? Yeah. He slapped the shit out of him. And he, like... Like, just, I don't know if like, he's like really
1: it. composed from so much jujitsu where it's like there's no emotional response.
0: But honestly, I think it was shock, man. Oh, okay. Like, I'm like, what? You the got, got the another grown man in your face who's supposed to be respectful and he just slaps the shit, <laughs> shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of those ones where like, I mean, Andre's no slouch. He fought uh he fought MMA for a while too. Yeah. I don't think he was like crazy good, but he, yeah. he wasn't a slouch. But I think it's a matter of like he, it's jujitsu and then this grown ass man just slapped you in the face. You're like Is there I wasn't expecting that.
1: Is there any usada for <laughs> is there
0: any cause the fuck no? Yeah, you i know, will be wondering I'm like, yeah, that dude No, they dude, he looks like a fucking ox. They do uh they do some testing for uh like worlds and big tournaments, yeah. but I think it's only for black belts, and then only if you're on the podium, and then only if you look like you're doping, I think. Yeah. It's like it's like a very small amount of people that get tested, so it's like you'd have to be pretty bad about your cycling or all this stuff like yeah there's only a few people who've been caught recently that i've heard of because they didn't even start till recently yeah like when half mendez and gilhanri mendez retired like man that was five six years ago maybe yeah something like that um that's when they started testing more damn so i don't think they were ever on steroids but people like you know how reddit people are they always come up with some like fucking theories and they're like oh all these people retired this year because of the drug testing they're implementing i was like dude i well i just started following this podcast
1: more plates for more dates derek is, is the individual's name yeah and he's like basically like a chemist in my mind you know what i mean like yeah. from everything that that i've learned from like and he, he just basically just goes over steroids and he'll pull up fighters and different people and famous people and it's like it makes sense how people are able to even the ufc like most of these fighters yeah are on some form of shit you know what
0: i mean where they can elude. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the testing because they're there's... looking at the banned substance list and they're trying to find a way around it.
1: Yeah, finding ways around it on yeah. like how like you can c- connect esters to your test to this to that where it'll release different and it goes here instead yeah. of there. It's like it's fucking nuts how like intelligent people are. A lot of that
0: stuff's crazy, man. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy to see the ones that actually like get popped for like stupid shit because there's oh, ones yeah. who I know are, like you can see that they're like, they're taking shit, but they're like, it's not a banned substance yet and they keep updating the banned substance dude, list. Dude, whatever Paul is taking, I'm trying to <laughs> Dude, when he
1: comes out for his fights, I'm just like. He looks juiced to the fucking gills, dude. And he does not, well, clearly none of the fighters walk around with they're fighting, like like what they fight at. Yeah. But like when he comes out, just to get 185 shrunk into, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that frame, I'm just like, that's sickening. Did you
0: ever see... Uh, it was Johnny Hendricks when he was fighting like GSP. He walked... it. They fought at 170. Yeah. That guy said he was walking. I think he said like 220, 240. What the fuck? Yeah, bro. He looked straight up fucking beer guy, everything. And then like three months later, shredded.
1: Dude, your stamina has to get hurt or, like, there's got to be so many things that, like, once you start cutting so much, yeah. uh, Rogan talks on it, like, it's, like, unhealthy, like, seizures oh, sure, and strokes, because you cut off
0: water supply, you do... Well, and that's when you get a lot of people who do, like, drastic weight cuts, they develop, like, these weird issues, or, uh, who was it, uh, I think his name's, like, doctor Kickass or something like that on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, he went over the Henry Cejudo and whoever dropped down to 125 to try and fight him um was it TJ or something but he ended up knocking him out and they said that it was just like a bad cut like oh he was so dehydrated that like the spinal fluid and like the the fluid surrounding his brain wasn't thick enough to cushion his brain and it you're more likely to get knocked out so that, they're saying that like bad cuts can create really bad dehydration which makes it easier to like get your your, your like your bones or and your ligaments and your muscles snapped or apparently get knocked out which yeah. i had never heard that one before that and found that interesting i was like man get a bunch of these jiu-jitsu guys who just drastic water cuts and we're not getting slapped in the face and i think that's probably why like yeah, dude. otherwise we'd probably notice these cuts a little bit more
2: fuck yeah
1: i can't even believe like simon cutting for his fight Like i didn't realize he was like yeah i gotta cut for the fight and i'm like i didn't realize jiu-jitsu bro, cut crazy.
0: he would have been in my weight division Knee walking around oh, shit, <laughs> that motherfucker's dude. way bigger than me yeah, bro. <laughs>
1: because like, he can he can get up to 190, I believe 200. It. like he can I believe
0: it. he's a big boy dude
1: easy and now he's gonna he'll go to one sixty two for his for his next tournament I think I think right now I wake up one sixty eight one sixty seven I've been on this stupid diet for two or three months well, if
0: he's gonna do IBJJF I think it's uh, he might not even need to cut weight then because it's one sixty eight and it'd be like one sixty four for uh, yeah for lightweight
1: I don't know. I wonder what he's doing I'll have to ask him tonight yeah. I mean, double check what it is shit, he's doing so he's not cutting unneeded to, weight yeah <laughs> well the dude that trains him is that wrestling coach so yeah
0: that's probably their like go-to lead. let's just cut weight <laughs> yeah for real dude it's brutal for jiu-jitsu like i cut weight for my mma fight back in like 2011 and i cut from like 175 to uh, 135 and uh, i used yo. to walk around a little bit bigger and yeah i haven't been i hadn't even been that weight again until COVID. No, the yeah. first like three months i put it all back on yeah sitting down playing call of duty all that shit yeah, yeah. but even that that was rough and i was able to rehydrate over the course of a day yeah like jujitsu i tried cutting weight one or two times before man you, you step on the scale and if it's IBJJF, you step on the scale and then they send you out to the mat yeah so it's like if you're cutting that big of a like a weight cut it's rough fuck yeah you go out of the first match have no fucking energy and then you see the people like their forearms are shot after the first match they're down in PD light. yeah it's like you had a rough fucking cut dude
1: yeah dude that sounds insane so who are, i mean who's who's uh wh- i've got so many fucking questions <laughs> your favorite two or three jiu-jitsu martial artists kind of a combination of that maybe we should make the list longer I Feel like <laughs> that's fucking
0: narrow man that's uh i was gonna say that's a rough one it's uh because i want to know like your
1: favorite fighters but specifically jujitsu, and then expand into fighters for sure.
0: I mean like strictly jujitsu. Um I really like Lackland Giles' uh like style and approach to things. Um Marcelo Garcia is one of my favorites, like when I first started getting into it. And is that where you got your
1: black belt? Was through a Garcia through a Garcia? No, no, no. Or through uh, a Gracie. Through Carlson, Gracie Jr. Carlson Gracie. Now
0: yeah. I I'll, I'll, let me let you finish this because I... <laughs> for sure. And then uh the one I liked watching the most was Hoffa Mendez. Okay. I mean I think the dude was light years ahead and he could probably still come back after not competing for a few years. Yeah. Probably still come back and fuck everybody up.
1: Now, did he mainly do Gi?
0: Yeah, he did He did both, but he was also, I think, I might be wrong on this one, but I think he was the youngest ADCC champion. Wow. So it's like the guy did know Gi as well very proficiently. Where was he trained out of? Uh, first, it was this guy, Ramon Lemos, I think, from Brazil. And then I think he moved to the states and trained with Andre Gaval and they he was under Atos for a long time. Yeah, um, Aoj just split from Atos I think like two years ago. Yeah, not uh, pretty recently, um, but it was like Aoj and uh, Atos down in San Diego with Andre Goval were like the two main Atos schools. Yeah, and uh, I think he trained with those guys for a while, but I think he mostly trained with his brother because his brother was a phenom too. It's like, insane. I think Hoffa had like one or two more world titles, but go Hammond was no slouch either yeah so now
1: what about favorite fighters
0: <clears throat> man khabib and gsp yeah 100 percent.
1: both of them nice as fuck with their grappling. Uh, yeah i mean I, both wrestling backgrounds though right well khabib's well, so, at
0: sambo khabib khabib wrestled and did combat sambo The so i heard that gsp actually didn't like wrestle until he graduated high school like he just when he picked up mma he decided to start wrestling yeah it was just like freak freak athlete for it yeah um but it doesn't even have anything to do with like their style per se it's more of uh their character and shit well that too but honestly like watching them fight like some of the smartest fighters i've ever seen yeah like don't get me wrong gsp took some fucking hits he, he was in a, a hard division 170 you get some some heavy hitters yep and i mean he'd wrestle them all he'd take the ncaa wrestlers he'd take them down his ability to like that's why I tell anybody I do MMA with, I'm like, when you hear that clap for the last 10 seconds, I was like, follow GSP style, man. That's, that's your last, like, that, that's, that's your shoot. Yeah. You shoot the last 10 seconds. That's the last thing the ref remembers. I was like, or the, the judges remember, it tilts the scorecards in your favor. Yeah. He did that on almost everybody. And some of the fights that he probably should have lost, he controlled those last like 15, 30 seconds, like yeah. really well. And I think that left a good imprint on the judge's mind. So they're like, well, I think he won that round. Yeah. And MMA's not scored as a whole fight, it's scored individual rounds. And he's like still in incredible shape. Like, if you follow up with the dude. Uh, like, yeah, dude, he's going crazy with gymnastics now.
1: Yeah, he's in. Incre-
0: How much would you pay to see him fight Khabib? Bro, it's, that's a dream fight right there. That would be insane. <laughs> Either way, like, I mean, honestly, because I think he. I think GSP said he was a little bit heavier because um, he came back, fought up as being at 185. But I mean, with him doing just gymnastics, he might've took some weight down since yeah. uh, his last fight. And obviously with Khabib not fighting anymore consistently, like he might be a little bit up. So yeah, I don't think they'd either like neither of them really wants to anymore though. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. You got to respect it. Both incredible athletes and just everything they accomplished. So, yeah, unless there's a fat payday with it, That. I mean, they don't really have anything to gain from. Them. Yeah, exactly. So.
1: Who do you think's the nicest at jujitsu in the UFC or? F-
0: yeah, UFC because most people probably aren't familiar with like one and all oh, that dude, shit. Dam- Damien, and Maya. I think hands down better than Oliveira. Well, no, no, I mean like nicest, like, like nicest human being for it, no, like the uh, best. Oh, best. Uh, Gilbert Burns.
1: Gilbert Burns. Yeah. Is that that? F- Who's a forty-year-old that? That just won uh was it the light heavyweight, like 42 year old? uh one of the, like the oldest UFC champions because he just won at like 42 years old. Man, who was <sighs>
0: that? I haven't been on top of my MMA stuff lately. But damien Maya, his his quote was like he wants to like finish the fight and, like without hurting anybody. <laughs> he's like, I want to just you know, go in, win, and go home. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a nice motherfucker. I was like, Man, that's uh he's trying to take your payday and you still want to send him home without any major injuries.
1: Randy Couture is the oldest champion in UFC history. Or is
0: he like, four, no, he was forty-eight when he retired, I think. Oh,
1: but when did he win? Because I was just talking about this with somebody the other day. Fuck, dude, this dude, this just goes to show how tough people are. I don't care if you're on something. To be, he was forty-five yeah. years old. Oh, the last time he was the champion.
0: When, yeah, when he won another, yeah, when he won another championship, I guess. I think that's when they made the TRT thing legal. Probably, dude. I mean, he's... and then Vitor Belfort came back with a, a vengeance. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. But I mean, even to be on shit and then like to win at 45 years old, yeah. Anderson Silva, 38. But just just recently, taking his spot was the dude I'm talking about. Is Glover? Oh, Glover Teixeira. Teixeira. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he he's 42. Yeah, bro. 42 years Fuck, old, man. And he he what did did he
0: just do a simple kimura or an americana or something like? I didn't see it, but I mean, I know he's got good jujitsu too. Crazy, I mean, but he's from Brazil. so I feel like anybody that's from Brazil, <laughs>
1: I immediately ask him, "Was like, what belt are you?" Yeah. Uh, some uh, people, some people, are like what? It's, I feel like it's like low key kind of racist. Like, what <laughs> belt? <laughs> Just <laughs> automatically assuming. I that mean, almost
0: YouTube. every Brazilian I've met has like even like. There's a few like uh, males and females I've met that like aren't even in it anymore, and they're yeah. like, "Oh no, I got my blue belt," and then you know I just didn't really like it, but my parents pushed me to do it. Yeah, like it's almost like doing Taekwondo in Korea, like it's Dude. just like or, or like Judo in Japan. It's like one of those things where like they start, I guess, like pushing it in school.
1: I hear a lot of fighters go and try to train, and like, is it Taiwan or Thailand? All oh, Thailand.
0: Something? Why yeah. the hell do they go? What's in Thailand that, that well? We there's don't some, have here? there's some good uh, Muay Thai gyms over there. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, Tiger Muay Thai out there and, uh, I think evolve MMA is out there too, but that might, that might be in a different country. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few good gyms out that way too. So a lot of them will go over there. And it's also like, I mean, people glorify like fighter pay and everything, but it's shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, you fight like if you're lucky three, four times a year and if you're an entry level fighter and you're winning everything, you can make like 30 grand a fight. Yep. But say you go one and one for the year and you get an injury that puts you out. You made like thirty grand from one and fifteen from the other. Like you made forty five thousand for a year. Without taxes and paying your gym, your trainers, I mean, manage- coaches. Exactly. Exactly. Your health, eating. Plus then all the medical bills you had. Like, I mean, I'm sure they're I think they have health insurance through the UFC, but I can't imagine that it covers everything.
1: Fighting is so much more entertaining than like golf, tennis, in my opinion. Oh, for shit sure. like
0: that. And like combat sports,
1: I think, are where it's at. Even like Basketball and foot, like honestly, like out of every sport, fighting is i feel like, I don't know if we did like a poll or something. I still feel like most individuals be like, would you rather watch two individuals fight to the death, (laughs) or would you rather watch some dude in khakis hit a stick on a ball? Yeah, for real. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, what would you? What would you? And it's like I would put all my money. I tried to watch
0: golf, man. I really did. I've tried. I've tried to watch it. Do
1: it. And I'm like, this is so boring. It's a so lot more boring. fun to play than
0: it is to watch.
1: Top golf for an hour, and then oh, I'm bored. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? I'm like, fuck. Yeah, the, the driving range is a lot more fun because I yes. fucking suck at shit and shit. Yeah. Then, then I'm then I'm going to start throwing things, so. <laughs> it's crazy. What is the hardest
1: game do you think to go against in jiu-jitsu? It's like, oh, dude, I do not want to have to deal with this dude's blah, Man. blah, blah.
0: I mean, that's that's a that's a tough one because there's there's been a few like changes in the game in the past like year or two that have like i'd, I'd say completely shifted like before i would have said like just the big guys who smash and it's like it's hard to elevate them and they just kind of stall you out yeah but now you get people like uh uh you have like the Rutolo brothers you have the Tackett brothers i mean you have like all these like young up-and-coming guys who are just so aggressive and fast and like they have all these weird entries into the legs they have these like deep darse games they have these kimura traps that are like so they have such a diverse game and paths to your back that i mean you don't know what they're gonna throw at you they're yeah just like and they're young and they have so much energy they're energized their bunnies and they just keep throwing attacks at you till you break yeah i think that's probably one of the most like legitimately hard ones to deal with it's the same thing as like uh you see nikki rod the, nikki, uh, the he black belt to, slayer the, he used
1: to train with Gordon and them did he split yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. from them or is he still with them So he's with I think uh, cuz those two teams split into uh, new wave Why did they split up like I just feuding or something It was something about like the training conditions I believe like they had some feuds in the room or something but it's uh Craig Jones, Nicky Rod and uh Nicky Ryan Nicky Ryan all split the B team And I think there's some more in there too that I'm forgetting but Yeah um and then Gordon and Donahue went with New wave. I think they're both in Texas, though.
1: Yeah, I think they're both. And is what? Which one's Gary on Toner?
0: Fuck if I know. Honestly, I like God, a lot. He, yeah, he's a good personality, man. He, his his posts are a bit hilarious. much for me too. <laughs> too much for me sometimes, but yeah. he's hilarious, man. He is a
2: little excessive. Oh, and he's
0: he's a he's an insanely good grappler too. Yeah, like I mean, everybody knows he's a good grappler, but like, absolutely insane. I think he paved the way for a lot of like the weird shit people do today. Like, yeah, I mean, he's not even like, a an older guy in jujitsu really. I mean, he's what, like, he's gotta be like low thirties. I would imagine. Yeah. They... But I mean, even then he's been, he was in grappling for so long before that doing like him and Jeff Glover were doing all the crazy shit to like revolutionize like the leg entanglements and all this that I think that helps set up stuff. And now he's killing it with leg locks and MMA and he's developed a striking like, yeah, I think you fetch for one now. Yeah,
1: one. You can knee on the ground in one. It's, yeah, they're, they're it's really crazy brutal. to watch. They went like
0: pride rules on that shit. Yeah, it's really weird to watch. I'm like, this dude's probably going to live till 33. Yeah, for real. You're you like, know what I mean? he just shortened his life by fucking five years. Oh my God, year. dude. I was watching
1: this dude just deliver knees to this dude's forehead on the ground. And he was just... Like, can you ground and pound with knees? And I'm like,
0: what? is he doing well they're gonna crack one dude's skull like that and yeah it's gonna be i'm surprised
1: more people don't die you know what I, mean? I feel like more yeah, people die running around the soccer field yeah <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean like it's nuts to me well, they had it's... a
0: few boxers die from like some random heart issues i think this last year
1: yeah yeah some things like that they highlighted in the news speculations on it uh, yeah, yeah people you know what yeah, i mean they, get political about it So <laughs> yeah, of course so. who knows
0: they always do it was like some track athlete i saw the same thing i'm like yeah he could have just been, had a bad heart, man. Like, yeah, I know. Everybody's <laughs> like,
1: who's like, that damn vaccine? And I'm like, I have no idea what the like, fuck it is. I was just like, it's sad he died, man.
0: Yeah, like, exactly. let leave it at that. Like, exactly.
1: Like, his family isn't fighting over what it was. Exactly. You know what good. I
0: mean? So, when did you get into jiu-jitsu? Uh, man, I didn't get, like, strictly into jiu-jitsu until, like, 2011. Like, December, November, something like that. Um, I did MMA from, like, 2000. 2007 2008
1: did you have any grappling seal then being in it oh I mean? god no i like no wrestling like, nothing
0: no i swam so wrestling and swimming were the same uh same season when i was in high school yep so like i mean i wrestled for like three months when i was like six or seven yeah and then some kid picked me up and slammed me and i was like no fuck this yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i, and then I, I went back because i still swam at the time and that was like a youth league in the summer yeah um and i just stuck with swimming till high school and then i got a shoulder injury and uh took me out of swimming and then for some reason the shoulder injury led me to doing mma yeah
2: like i'm not gonna get slammed but
0: i'll like, get punched in the face Yeah, for, for fucking real I, yeah it makes no sense to me like looking back like for for some reason at the time i was like yeah no this makes sense yeah. looking back i'm like uh, uh, fucking stupid 16 year old actually i think i was like 14 or 15 at the time because i couldn't yeah. even drive myself to practice that's hilarious so um uh, I think it was like sophomore year of high school i got started in mma yeah i fought my senior year i did an mma fight a boxing fight and then i was like oh i'll round it out i'll do i'll do a jiu-jitsu tournament and then i'll do another mma fight yeah and then uh so i won my mma fight like first round submission lost my boxing fight on it was on points i don't know if it was like a unanimous or a split yeah I ended up uh pretty much just got outscored like round after round yeah. um and then my jiu-jitsu like my first jiu-jitsu tournament man some like 40 year old dude hopped into the adult division so i got one win i just outworked him and like literally like ran around and took him down and it was just like the younger more athletic guy yeah and then i fought a dude my age and he just fucked me up yeah and i was one of those moments where i was like yeah it's not going down like that i'm gonna do another one and then just never ended up going back to mma dude being i
1: i told i like had this idea like you know dabbling in jiu-jitsu for the last two or three years it's like I'm not competing in a tournament unless I know I'm going to win the whole thing and I'm a black belt. Like, <laughs> but, like, being at that tournament yesterday, it's just kind of, like, I want to compete, like, within the next, like, year. You yeah. know what I mean? Just jump Bro, it's in it's fun as and hell. Like, I mean. Learn, regardless of what happens. Just get in there and learn.
0: I tell a bunch of my students, I'm like, it's not about winning or losing. I was like, what? It's a <laughs> it, it, You just you learn to love it. Like, yeah. I don't go out there. Like the, the bigger tournaments honestly still get under my skin. Like I, I get nervous about them. Everything like that. Like yeah. worlds, pay ins, all the IBJF tournaments. Cause I put like some expectation on myself. Yeah. These small tournaments, man. That's why I love those ones. Yeah. I was like, it's just fun as hell. I was like, I don't, I don't give a shit how it turns out. I guess who cares? I was like, yeah. What what does this tournament matter? I was like, this is just fun.
1: Dude. I watched this dude get thrown in a hill hook. No, at at tournament, yeah, tournament and just started rolling and I was like so scared. I was like thinking okay. to myself of like what you told me to like you need to roll technically opposite of the way that you think that it feels that you shouldn't roll. And like my mind just felt like Doctor Strange, we're like all the fucking universes. And I'm like, is he rolling the right way? Though some
0: people let their knee just fucking pop for like a three dollar. He metal. limped
1: the rest of the day, and I, I was believe like, it, dude. I mean, yeah, you you feel that pressure, but I'm like thinking to myself, like, did he roll the wrong? Because I remember when I tore my meniscus the first time, not the like not completely when I when yeah, I did yeah. it over at your place but like <laughs> but the first time like i was up walking limping for the rest of the day but then the next day it was like oh <laughs> yeah like, leg just Dude, done. some of
0: those knee injuries just they take a little bit to set in like uh it's funny speaking of people just like letting shit pop like jiu-jitsu get paid shit anyways like, yeah the super fights all that like i've done like 14 or 15 of them i think the most i've ever gotten paid for one was like 400 bucks yeah so i was doing one for this uh organization called grappling games and uh I went against this guy and he like started waving his finger in my face during it. And he's in a heel hook and his shit's popping and it makes this like Velcro tearing noise. So, like, I know his knee's getting fucked up and he just doesn't <laughs> want to tap. I'm like, this match is for like a hundred bucks, dude. Like, what are you doing? How many it's times your... has somebody let you do that? Like? How... Too many, dude. Like I...
1: for real? like There's been a bunch of times people have just let you snap
0: shit? Yeah. I... What's been the grossest? Uh... Fuck, I mean, most of the knees, honestly. So it's gross. the elbows haven't been too bad i've only like i've only popped like one elbow ever mean, most people tap the arm bars real quick because like their coaches dude they teach oh. them they train them so they feel it and they're like they know when they're in danger i was this
1: close from not tapping in an arm bar and i felt it for a month
0: bro yeah because it hurts like hell i didn't know your elbow could hurt the inside of my elbow hurt for a month yeah dude i was like, also like elbow. the heel hooks and everything it's just like it feels like pressure yeah and it's like ah man it feels like, and then it feels like Once you feel pain from it, it's like, yeah, it's too late, dude. Something's already fucked up. Yeah. I mean, and you'll hear it. That's the weird part. It's like, even if it doesn't hurt super bad, like some of them hurt pretty bad. Don't get me wrong. But like some of them, it's like, there's no pain, no pain, no pain. You feel pressure. And then you feel like a a pop and you're like, okay, like the first pop, whatever. And then it's like this Velcro tearing sound, a second pop. I'm like, at this point, dude, like, you know, something's fucked up. Why aren't you tapping? Fuck. So like, there's been some like that. What's the, I mean. When it's for like a three dollar medal, I'm like, this makes no sense. <laughs> when it's for a super fight, I'm like, okay, it makes a little bit of sense, but it's for a hundred bucks, dude. Like, is that gonna cover your hospital visit? Like Yeah. It's not. Hell no. And you and, and you're gonna lose. So yeah. like you get paid nothing if you lose. Yep. So now you lost, you have a fucked up knee, and you have to go to the hospital. Like
1: uh, hell no. Why dude. not just tap? What's the grossest injury you've seen?
0: The one I've seen? Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't even anything like major this guy broke his collarbone so he went the armbar some guy and so he was doing uh
1: man his a name is uh, roll or
0: something no it was uh it was more like crazy mma shit than that even he uh it, this guy dan bear from uh michigan he went to armbar this guy and the guy's arm gets extended and he's like a bigger dude and he lifts him up and just slams him and he lands right on his shoulder here and You could see his collarbone break. It didn't break through the skin or anything, but the dude like instantly went into shock, pale white, and then started turning like yellowish. And I'm like, holy shit. Like you could see the separation in his collarbone and everything, and he starts like throwing up everything. I'm like, this guy got fucked up. The guy that slammed him broke his, or the guy on the bottom broke his? The guy that was trying to arm bar him. He got slammed in an arm bar, and that was one of the worst ones I've seen. Fuck, dude. Yeah. It was either that or, uh,. Forget who it was. I saw God. this fat dude do a judo throw at <laughs> Simon's
1: tournament. The New breed tournament. And, like, <laughs> I like threw his shoulder out of place. No, I believe it, dude. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I mean, you two fat dudes. You know what I mean? Like, you clearly don't work out. There's, there's <laughs> why so would many you of th- divisions, dude. Why would they you...
0: throw them and you just hear those ribs
1: pop. Oh, uh, dude. I was like, why would you even try to judo throw? He, like, sloppily grabs onto his gi
0: and ter- starts to turn his hips. I'm like, oh, hell, dude. This right. is going to be disgusting. It's... Everybody wants to, like, do takedowns and talk shit about, like, pulling guard. I'm like, man, you, you know how you can avoid so many injuries? Like, not like most of the injuries I've seen come from, like, fucked up takedowns. Yeah. Or or the fucking – I'm not a big fan of jumping guard either, but jumping guard, and they jump at people's knees, and you see the knees hyper – actually, that's probably one of the nastiest I've seen. And that, that shit happened to me, actually. So uh, – I fucked up my left knee because I, I was at, like, a Sunday open mat, like, 2000. So is that where, like, somebody, like, tries to, like, roll into your knee or something? No, no, no. So it's, like, they jump at you to try and jump to close guard. Yeah. And this dude jumped. Instead of, like, you're supposed to aim for, like, their chest. Yeah. Because you're going to drop and you're going to hit their stomach and lock. This dude, like, jumped here and, fe- like, landed on my knee. So, like, I went to stand up and he jumped, hit the side of my knee, tore my meniscus, LCL, MCL, PCL. Oh, my and God. And what I didn't tear was my ACL.
1: That's your bad knee, then?
0: Yeah, I mean... They're, they're both bad. Yeah. I didn't get surgery on it, though. I mean, I spent, like, nine months in PT for it. Yeah, that's what you're telling me. I mean, it doesn't feel bad anymore. I mean, it was also, like, almost fucking 10 years ago, though, so... Damn, dude. And then what have you done to that knee? Dude, this, this one, honestly, it wasn't even a bad injury. I got some bursitis. Yeah. And what fucked me up is the doc who drained it. Was so, that
1: the re- was that recently? Yeah, that was the one. For- it
0: like swelled back up. It like did- well, so that was just a bursitis. Like I okay. had a bad case of bursitis. What the hell is that? <clears throat> it's uh, so you have a bursa sac in your knee. Okay, and it helps to kind of like lubricate the yep. joint, I guess. Um, so you can get the itis, just meaning inflammation of that bursa okay so from you like using it too much yeah, in I mean, a weird it could, position it, it could happen from like you hitting the mat on the yeah your knee on the mat it could happen from like it rolling over it and kind of catching awkwardly like yeah i guess he was telling me uh there's a few different ways because i had pre-patellar bursitis yeah um so, i mean it could have been like a, i was showing a demo like a technique and demoing it and like it rolled over my knee and it just inflamed it yeah it's kind of like cauliflower you're like okay yeah people hitting you in the air is for sure gonna make it happen but you could also kind of awkwardly get it from just sleeping on your pillow and rolling over. Yeah. Right? So um, some people are more prone to it and everything. But I should have just let the bursitis go and like just iced it and let it go down on its own and it has like a recovery of like a month or two, I guess. Yeah. Um And I was like, all right, man, I got to go back to teaching, like just drain it so I can at least like bend my knee again. And this guy like stuck me like six times trying to drain it. Oh, And, no, no, no. He, and he didn't clean it properly or do anything. So like, I ended up uh it's still kind of bruised and everything. Yeah, dude. But like down here I ended up getting a red spot under it. And I was like, man, I was like I went back in for my checkup. I was like, "Yeah, you know, you drained it last time. I got this red spot." I was like, "It feels kind of like a hard lump." I was like, "Dude, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh, no, it's nothing to worry about." Gives me a cortisone shot. Turns out this was like the base of an infection. And it gave me a steroid shot right in the infection, and it fucking spread up my thigh within like 24 hours. So I went to the ER because I was like, I think I'm having a blood clot. Like I felt the, it turns out, I thought it was a vein and like, it, you can have a blood clot. You'll feel like a, the vein will almost feel like a cord in your leg. Yeah. I thought it was that, but it turns out it was the lymph node track because the infection was spreading so quick that the, yeah. you can get like a, another cord like symptom The lymph node track. feels like a fucking bungee cord in your thigh. Yeah. And my whole knee swelled up worse and was bright red, everything. Bro, the the bursitis went down before the infection, dude. I was on, like, almost 30 days of antibiotics. Isn't that how Gordon got his stomach fucked up? Was all the antibiotics? Yeah. Yeah, this shit can fuck you up, dude. It kept fucking up my stomach. I had to, like, like, I had to tie my antibiotics and everything. And it got to the point where even the infection, I was like, you know, the infection's not gone. And he's like, well, I really can't write you a script for any more antibiotics without, like, fucking you up. Like, we just kind of got to hope that it goes away now so i took like another month to go away <laughs> i was like "Fuck, dude what the hell yeah so i was out for like almost it's like 15 weeks almost four months yeah so I, like if i would have just waited on the bursitis it would have been like a month or two yeah but me trying to get it drained and the guy doing a shit job draining it it was like fucking triple my time dude i would have to choke him out and sue him for oh, loss bro. of wages bro it's crazy. i mean it'd be hard for me to prove loss of wages because i was still working yeah (laughs) but in this
1: country dude you just double dipped everybody else does Uh, yeah well that's the truth (laughs) (laughs) fuck it let me just double dip on them so what was what was growing up like for you i guess i always like to get background stories what was growing up like what was school high school everything like Did you Um, like it i guess that's a dumbass question i mean i fucking hated school yeah no one likes
0: school (laughs) i mean uh Everybody in my family was pretty smart. So I was kind of like, even though I wasn't like a, a dumb kid, I was kind of like the dumber one out of my family. Yep. Like my, uh, my sister ended up being, uh, like going to law school, doing all this. Yeah. My brother works as a contractor for the army, doing like radio communication. Do they do any jujitsu? No. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, so my brother, Sean, uh, so I have like two half siblings. Yeah. My, my sister and my brother. Yeah. Uh, Aileen and Chris. And then, uh, my full brother, Sean, um, he ended up doing it for the the city of lansing yep um so they all did like it stuff and uh, bro if something happens with my phone i can't even fix it i fucking send him a question yeah <laughs> so it's like when i bought a laptop i'm like trying to buy a gaming laptop i'm like sending him specs i'm like is this good dude i don't, I don't know what the fuck i'm looking at yeah <laughs> like, um but i was always into like sports i played you know basketball track and field yeah uh, i mean i was fucking awful at basketball though
1: yeah
0: i i I was good in middle school whenever everybody was my I was height. Always, I
1: fouled so bad. Bro, same here. It was always like...
0: I was the one they put in when they're like, that dude needs to be fucking hurt. Yeah. Go foul him. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. So, um, other than that, I swam. Um, I mean, it was a small town that I grew up in, like 10,000 people, something like that. Yep. Um, just north of Lansing. So, I mean, it was like 14, get a job. Yeah. Went to KFC, did some landscaping, um, did some security. Did some like bar maintenance, worked as a bar back. Yep. All this like random fucking jobs. Kind of like tested out a bunch to see what I wanted to do. Hated fucking everything. Yeah. So a lot of my jobs, I did some tree trimming and like line work for a little bit. And uh, it's fucking awful. Yeah. So I was like, I know the nine to five is not for me. So um moved to Grand Valley, was going to school for a little bit, and then dropped out of Grand Valley and decided to do this full time. Yep. So, so it's kind of one of those like, weird transitions where my parents are like well how are you gonna fucking make a career out of this yeah (laughs) so
1: and then how long until you opened up your own gym
0: man uh four years five years after that
1: that's not bad at all dude most like overnight success stories are like
0: 10 years to get something like off the ground Well, so like 2011 i started going like the end of that year um so like 2011 2012 was my first like college year yeah um didn't even finish that year i don't think I think that second semester like halfway through i dropped out um then i did like one semester of online so i think like 2013 14 i uh stopped going to school yep and then opened arctic and or carlson gracie grand rapids was the first one in 2019 so it would have been a transition of six five six years so you opened that one i have a business partner out there as well
1: and you still you do you guys still have that one that yeah. was that was so yeah. that was your
0: yeah I drive up there every Tuesday and so I'm there Tuesday and Wednesday
1: and that's what a two hour or three hour drive that's there? three
0: hour like three hour door to door crazy dude I reminds me of all
1: the driving I did when I first started <laughs> I hate bro, i'm not now. mad at it man I yeah I, mean,
0: I just actually got into like fucking audiobooks and everything because I was sick of listening to the that's same all that's all I did
1: that's all that's how I was able to read so much my first two years as well. <laughs> My territory was two hours away and two hours home. So it was every day for two years, two hours there, two hours back. Yeah, it was it's like fucking rough. A lot of books, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The books make time go f- f- oh, for sure. way yeah. faster. Especially if you could, like, like get into books, like something like you're passionate about or you're like really interested in. And, and so, mine right now
0: are bullshit. Yeah. It's just some random like sci-fi shit. and like yeah. all this. And then uh, I had some people recommend me. Uh, actually, they were like, oh, no, a really good audio book is uh, – so I'm gonna have to purchase it now is the Jocka ones. Oh yeah. The what is it? The extreme ownership. Yep, extreme and, ownership's uh, good. And then it was the second one they were talking about too. Uh I can't remember. They just they yeah, were, I was just talking two. about it today, actually.
1: Yep. He's got two. I know the I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it off the top of my mind either. Um so you open up your own gym and then your wife, she does jiu-jitsu as well. Yeah. How did yep. you guys meet? Was she already doing jiu-jitsu? Yeah. So we met
0: through jiu-jitsu. Okay. Did she beat you? No, like, no no <laughs> she uh she gives me shit about this one every time uh <clears throat> she pretty much says i slid in her dms after seeing her at a tournament and everything and like yeah hit her up and she like ignored me like five six times like i i'd purposely make trips to chicago to compete and be like oh hey i'm in chicago like we should meet up for like some dinner or something yeah and blow me off blow me off uh we actually ended up only going on our first date because one of her teammates at the time blackmailed her yeah. Like she's like, "Oh no, I'm so busy." And then I guess the uh, the girl she was training with at the time was like, "You want me to send him a picture of you right now sitting at the gym on your fucking phone like I'll show him you're not busy." And then she's like, "No, no, don't do that." And she's like, "Well, then go on a fucking date with him." Like, yeah. it ended up being like a 7-8 hour first date. Yeah. We went downtown to a Brazilian Bowl, just walked around, shooting the shit, and then yeah. uh and I started just making a trip out here like every other weekend. Yeah. I was like I I guess I've been driving for a long time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then and so like how did that escalate into you guys coaching and teaching together and then opening up your own gym?
0: Yeah. So, uh, she actually got me a job out here. Um, I was working in Grand Rapids and uh, so I was working like three, four jobs in Grand Rapids. I, uh, ran a hydroponic store. I delivered pizzas. I worked at a crowd therapy place and then I taught jujitsu. Um, so I, I taught for one of my buddies who owned a school and he like, he had a huge kids program it's like an after-school Christian thing. And he's like, well, I want to just start a normal adult program too. Yeah. So, uh, he hired me to run that one like two days a week or something like that. Yeah. And then, uh, I love that, but hated my other jobs. And, uh, we were talking at the time, like this was during the time I came out here for our first date and everything. Yeah. And then, uh, so the jujitsu instructor at the UFC gym in Oak lawn at the time, he, uh, he actually trains with us now is a funny part is uh his name's angelo he, yeah uh he, him having twins is the sole reason i'm out here and everything kind of like happened how it did so he got the news that he was having twins and he has a full-time job and he just does the ufc gym stuff on the side for it for fun yep so he's like hey listen i gotta put in my two weeks like my wife's having twins i gotta be there for her i gotta help her out so dania caught wind of him putting his two weeks in and she called me and she's like hey you need to call right now and tell him that you'll like you want an interview yeah so this guy uh mike jabber uh called him and talked to him and so i drove out here for the interview because like i called him and I, he's like hey man let's you know we're looking for people in the area i was like I'll, I'll fucking move out there i was like i don't care i got no fucking ties to grand rapids like yeah it's just some shit jobs like i don't yeah. care um so he's like well if you can be out here tomorrow at like 10 a.m i'll give you an interview so i drove out here got the interview um and then he's like well i don't know if i really want to hire you you don't live out here I was like, listen, dude, if you can guarantee me the job, I'll go, I'll go get an apartment right now. I was like, I'll, I'll go take my savings. I'll, I'll get an apartment right now, and I'll, I'll be here next week. Yeah. And he's like, if you can promise me that, yeah, dude, you got the job. You can start on the 7th. Yeah. So I was like, oh Was that the one that 7th? I met you at? Or a No, year. no, that okay. was the Lombard one. So okay. I started at the Oak Lawn one, and okay. uh, I built up a program there of like 20, 30 people. Yep. And then... uh they had some change of uh, instructors at Lombard and like the one guy who was there left open his own school thing. And uh, so then they were looking in the company and they're like, Oh, well, Hey Alex and Donnie, do you guys want to like come run a program at Lombard as well? And that's when the guys who currently own Lombard had just bought it. Yeah. So we did some talking with them. We told them like, listen, dude, we're not really trying to drive from Palos Hills to, to Lombard, go through like two, three tolls, spend a half hour driving a half hour back. Like, where we're going to spend like 20 bucks going there and back and gas and totals. Yeah. I was like, $40 a class doesn't really make it worth it then. Yeah. So I was like, you need to pay for our travel. You need to give us like, you know, $500 a month each for like our travel. Yeah. So we worked out a deal with him. Then I was working at both. And then uh, when they moved from that Lombard gym on the corner of, uh, it was right down here actually, uh, right where Jab Gym was. Okay. So Jab Gym yep. was Mike Jabber's gym that he opened after he left the UFC gym.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So he uh he used to run the Lombard UFC gym. Okay. Then when the famies bought it, they opened up Yorktown. Okay. So then they moved it from that Roosevelt and Main corner. Yeah. To the Yorktown Mall. Okay. And that's that's where I met you at was the UFC gym in the Yorktown Mall. Dope. And then you
1: guys were able to open up the Arctic Training Center. And then where's that where's that at again now?
0: Uh, Palisades. So out in uh the corner of College in Harlem in Palisades. Yep. And then are you guys officially uh, two years in, or is it almost? Uh, no, uh, March will make one year for that gym. We're coming up on three years for Carlson Gracie, Grand Rapids, <clears throat> and then uh, one year for Arctic.
1: And what's the success ratio of, like, opening up, like, a jujitsu gym? Because I feel like a lot of cats probably go out there and, like,
0: well, you know what I mean? I have to they, imagine a lot try. They probably like, you know, like, oh. I mean, honestly, dude, I, I, I don't even know because I, I see a bunch of them open up. I don't follow up with. I, That's how business is. After like, having two, man, I, I just I, I don't There's have like time, no to, time follow to follow up follow on all up. these people. <laughs> and if you don't hear anything, you just like hope for the best. Hey, yeah, exactly, I mean, it's it's already a shitty enough like paying sport that I'm like, I hope your gym takes off, man. like yeah, I got dude. my own shit to worry about. Like, yeah, two gyms. Like in the past year, Donnie and I opened Arctic, bought a house, quit the UFC gym. Yeah, like. Man, it, a shit ton of shit. Uh, yeah, dude, it's it. Uh, a man, lot of shit. I haven't had time. I have like two, three people that open gyms that I follow up with because we were good friends beforehand.
1: Yep. How big are you guys out now, like at the Arctic Training
0: Center? Uh, man, the wife's a lot better this than I am. I think it's like uh about a hundred members for jujitsu. I think coming wow. up on that. Um, so dude, I mean, that's solid. Yeah, it, it it took off fairly fast. Um, yeah. when we brought in Rudy and Angelo. Um, that helped out. That was like 20 people. We brought some of our members from the UFC gym in Yorktown. Yeah. Uh, They decided to follow us as well. Yeah, I seen that. Um, so I mean, the first month we were having like 15, 20 people classes. We had to expand our mat space because we were having like 30, 40 people classes and we only had like 900 square feet. Yeah. So we're like, oh fuck, we gotta buy some more. So we're already looking at bigger spaces and everything because we're already outgrowing the spot. Back to Lombard oh uh, fuck no <laughs> <laughs> shit's so expensive out here oh man. my god and out out where we're at right now there's there's maybe one school around us right oh out that's here, nice. there's, yeah I mean and, oh there's a
2: school
1: everywhere yeah there's a here. there's a few out here
0: yeah I mean uh decent ones that just opened are uh there's one right on uh uh fuck it's right next to where Jab Jim is it's on the corner of Roosevelt and Maine but the other side of the road yeah um All Star they just opened up um that's uh some reds of it guys um what's his name uh man I'm fucking blanking on his name right now um but i think it's two brown belts that opened up that school um and then uh i think it's michael santiago opened up a school out here as well
1: so what do you think's the best school out here next to your school
0: like in the chicagoland area Chicago, or lombard no i mean not lombard chicago. Uh, chicago man um Jim, you got your black like belt from size, uh, competitors, or like how, how you gauging that? Com- like competitors, jiu jitsu, skill. Um, man, if we're going just skill, um, Jeff Seraphin's has some really good competitors, they don't have a whole crazy bunch of adult competitors, but the few they have are just fucking monsters. Where is it? Um, that's up in like Evanston, Skokie. I have no idea where that's at. Is that like down in the city, or is that up? North? Nah, it's um. Uh, if you go, if you're downtown and you head straight north, you're gonna run through Evanston Skokie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's dope. Um, but no, they got a really solid, uh, really solid gym and program. What's um, their now? Are they like a Gracie like? I mean, most of the schools out in Chicago are Gracie of some form or the other. So like, their their lineage would be like Jeff Seraphin, then it goes to uh, Jack McVicker, who goes to Megaton Diaz, who goes to Gracie Humaida. So, so it's like Megaton and then Hickson.
1: When you open up. A gym, because you see, I see so many Carlson Gracie Juniors and Gracie Barras. And it's yeah. like every gym. Yeah. It's like, how, a bunch of why Gracies, are they, how are they all, is it just franchised? And every time you open a Gracie, like, how do you get yeah. permission to like call your Jiu-Jitsu gym a Gracie gym? Because I feel like it's deceiving. Yeah. I feel like every gym is like
0: half yeah. of the Jiu-Jitsu gym. I mean, there's, like, there's a lot of Gracies. So, I mean, and there's a lot of different teams that are Gracie lineage too. Yeah. I mean, it's easier to find a team that isn't, or it's harder to find a team that isn't Gracie lineage than it is to find one that is. Yeah, right. So most teams, if you're like, oh hey, Gracie lineage, and it's like, well yeah, for the most part, yeah. I think the only one that's not is like uh, GFT. Yeah. Um. But. So for as far as like getting permission to like call my school a Carlson Gracie gym, uh, I have to talk to junior. And then I, I essentially sign a contract saying like, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm going to follow these rules of the team. I'm going to yeah, do this. And like these geese, this hidden. Oh, we don't even have the, so that's part of why I like junior a lot. Yeah. Junior's very much uh he's going to stay the fuck out of my business.
1: Yeah. I was going to go to Gracie. I was, when I first got here, I was going to go to Gracie bar and they were like, you have They're to geese. wear this yeah. gee, and you have to always call me master. And yeah. you have to, <laughs> and I was, and it's 800 a thousand dollars a month. And I was like, no fucking way anybody's paying that, uh, yeah, dude. Fair. I was like, I know our business does decent,
0: and I'm considering that, and I know, like, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Most I'm like, that's... Bro, they, no way people are... I, I always make a joke about Gracie and, and not all of them are like this. So don't yeah, I wrong. have no some, idea. Some, some of them are, are very laid-back schools, and there's some good Gracie Baja schools for sure, but, I, like, there's some strict ones that we call, like, McDojos. Our gi, our flip-flops, our belt, our rash guards, <laughs> our shorts. I'm like, they're just short of telling you to fucking wear their underwear, dude. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, like... And even the whole, like, master and professor thing, like, Dude, it, that gets me sometimes. When I was, like, going to
1: hang up, and they were like, it's master before you leave. And I was like, uh, okay.
2: Fuck sir. you. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I, I got you, sir. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> that's even, like, uh so, like, technically, like, professor is, like, a black belt. Yeah. A black belt who teaches. Yeah. Right. And usually it's, like, the head instructor of the school type of thing. Even at, uh. The schools I teach at, I've told people like when I got my black belt, they're like, "Oh, it's professor." Here, I was like, "Don't, don't start that shit." Yeah. I was like, "If anything, call me coach, dude." I was like, "It's disrespectful to people who are actual fucking professors." I was like, "I teach a martial art." That's what I tell you guys. College professors, man, like they they have degrees and doctorates and all this shit. Like they work their fucking ass off. They wrote papers. I was like, "I just want to choke people, dude." Yes. Don't call me professor, (laughs) fucking coach at best. I teach a sport.
1: Yeah, dude. (laughs) That's what I tell these cats here. Like when they when they come to work here, I'm like, "You're not gonna call me boss." Yeah. Cause it's fucking weird. You know what I mean? I'm like, we're just all humans. We're yeah. just all trying to eat. We're just all trying to make yeah. money. You're just trying to have a good time. Uh, I'll you know settle I mean? for sir.
2: Like,
0: yeah. if people want to say anything if like if you yeah. want to, but I'm it's, like, 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 sir, it's respectful. I'm but gonna say like, it back to you too. I was like, that's that's why I call people sir if I don't know them. Like, yeah. I'm like, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, yep. ma'am, no ma'am. I was like, that's just how I was yeah, raised. But same. like past that, like if someone's like, No, you need to call me a professor, I'm like, yeah, you're fucking you're on some cult like shit, dude. Yeah, you're nuts. Like, nah, I'm good.
1: So now the gym you got your um, black belt from Carlson Gracie Jr. Yep. Now he, you're saying Carlson Gracie Jr. is actually like lives
0: and physically is at that gym. Yeah. So he, uh, I got my black belt at Arctic like during a seminar. So we brought Jr. out for a seminar, um, and because I teach so much, that's okay. usually what happens. So
1: you got it at your own gym technically. Yep. And yep, from okay. him.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I, I've, I've been under Jr. like uh, training wise. Uh, since i moved out here like when you're adding to your skill set you go that's where you go you like we're, we're... It, it was it was okay. and at, the only distinction it's not like all oh, the gym's not good or anything like that yeah I'm, I'm too fucking busy to drive downtown okay um
1: so now when you go, I go teach to improve... a 10
0: a.m every day and i teach a night class so i can't make any classes at hq
1: when you go to improve your skill set yeah how do you like
0: is it video do you call in someone that's... and that's like this that's like this weekend that's why i did this weekend like how okay. i did I'm like, oh, I'll run a seminar on Saturday. I'll go out to Wisconsin, get two hours of training, and then I'll do a, you know, seminar on Sunday. Yeah. And then I'll have students record it. We'll drill it. We'll go through it, and then I'll I'll pick like a few students that like I know can push me from certain positions, and we'll go from that. Yep. I mean, it's hard as an instructor, man. I, I was uh, trying to pick a few instructors' brains about how they do it. Because I mean there's a few people I know that do it successfully. Like Daniel Vonderlaid still competes all this. He's up in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, Jeff Serafin does it still. Um, you see uh, uh, Mark Vives up at new breed still does it too. Um, and I was like, man, I, I, how do you guys balance this? Like, how do you get your own training in plus teach all the time? And yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, you don't really, you got to pick and choose which ones you're going to compete at. Cause you have to be selfish with your time. Yep. So when it comes time to you compete, you're not worrying about your students. You're going to pay someone else to teach a class and you're going to, do your own training yeah as a guy that makes sense i can't quite afford that yet like yeah the schools are doing well but i'm still in that like yeah grind and hustle phase yeah you have to be
1: but i can see where like long term that'll be good for marketing because if you short term you lose a couple bucks pay somebody you cut into your profit margin but you go out develop your skill even more go out win something and then you just yep. sell it back for hey oh, look i just won this buy this instructional <clears throat> i joined, i'm on this jujitsu group on facebook and it seems like every motherfucker has an instructional and i'm just saying like,
0: BGJ fanatics
1: yeah something like yep. that probably yep. I, I don't even know why i joined
0: it. Um, well they, they changed their uh it used to be that you had to be like invited to do an instructional like you had to win tournaments and then yeah. they do an instructional on on the winner now it's a it doesn't matter who so someone's when someone's like oh i'm on BGJ fanatics i got an instructional." i'm like well oh, did they invite you or did you just like otherwise you send them a curriculum and like your your uh your plan for uh yeah uh an instructional and essentially it's like a business contract. Yeah. They tell you like, "Yeah, we'll film it. We have all the production stuff. You have the the information. We'll take 50% of whatever it is that you sell, but we'll produce it for you." Yeah. And I'm like, "I mean, it's great. Like BJJ Phoenix is doing great things for the community. It's it's funneling more money into the community and everything, but you also get people who shouldn't really be doing instructionals doing instructionals. Dude, it's insane. I mean, some of them you find some sleepers, man. There's some good people who you wouldn't know about because they don't win anything, but they're, yeah. just, they're really good at what they do. Yeah. But that's not always the case.
2: Yeah, no, that's true.
1: It's insane to me. It's all insane. It's such an in-depth world that literally
0: can never be mastered. Yeah, I mean, what? Well, and monetizing jujitsu is its own hassle. Another world. And I think Bernardo Faria capitalized on that the best. He's the one who, uh him and... Uh, I forget who his business partners are, but they're the ones who like came up with BGJ fanatics. Yeah, they're they're probably raking in money. Yeah, dude, I, I they mean, get fifty percent off everything. Yeah, that's what. So that. It, that's what I heard. It was that was the deal. Christ. I'm sure with people like Gordon and everything, it's different. But
1: yeah, I mean, fucking Christ, that's insane. So, what's the future vision, uh, for you for the gym life?
0: What does that look like? What's 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 that all entail? Man, I mean. Honestly, God, I just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I feel like I'm fucking retired and I'm coming up on 29. Yeah. Like, I'm just here yeah, to spend my weekends doing this shit, like, doing what I love. Like, yep. life ain't bad. Yeah, no, no. So, no. I mean, we're looking at uh, a new space for Arctic. I just want to grow the gyms. Yeah. Right. So, like, Carlson Gracie, Grand Rapids, we're looking at, like, bringing in some other instructors to teach on the days I'm not there so that way I can give my business partner some relief. Yep. Um, focus on uh growing the student base out at arctic um i mean i just got my black belt so now it's a shift in my own focus as well regardless of the schools i'm like okay well now i want to compete i want to try and you know get my name out there for black belt yeah and see i mean i know i'm not going to be like oh yeah let me go compete and just fucking mop the floor with everybody i know it's going to be a fucking rough start but yeah i kind of want to get that that match out there and see where i stand yeah right um Past that, I haven't been planning long term for it because I'm like, all my long term goals were met this year pretty much. Like buy a house, do this. Yeah, dude. Next best a lot. thing is buy the wife a new car. Yep. buy a bigger house. I mean, some shit that like not immediate. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like she wants uh, she's been eyeing those uh the Jeep Gladiators. Yeah. So I was like, all right, give it a year. I was like, we'll buy you a Jeep Gladiator. Like, yeah. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be you dope. give me a year some growth and we'll we'll just yes,
1: <laughs> that'll be dope. Yeah. Now, belts. Rich people, fighters. These cats be buying. These fighters be buying these belts, or they just like people be giving them belts or something. For sure.
0: I mean, I've watched it happen where uh, out of Sonya, like just fucking, like I don't know, where like here's your purple belt, bro. uh, He he's a sleeper because he's really good. For real. Yeah, I'm so, over
1: here shit-talking. Uh, You'd kick, kick the shit out of me. <laughs> Straight foot to <laughs> the face. There's
0: a video of him uh, grappling at Atos with Andre Govão and a few of the other people, and like, it makes it look like he's doing like, fucking garbage, but the people he's grappling with are fucking insanely yeah. good. It's, it's, yeah. It's not really- even he's a bad grappler. It's like you're taking a guy who is a good grappler, and he's grappling against like world-class people. Yeah. So it makes him look bad. It's like, nah, he's fucking killing it. They're all... When you get people like Israel Adesanya and all those guys who come into a gym and it's a big name, there's a reason why they like feel like people like pay for their bouts and all that shit. Because he doesn't want to go into the gym and train with everybody because everybody's going to go for his fucking head. Yeah. And then it's like if he gets injured training, he loses out on, I mean, however the fuck he makes, however much that is per fight. Yeah. Fucking insane. So it's dude. like it's not worth it for him. He'd rather just pay for personals and shit like that. Yep. So I think he did most of his stuff with like... Uh, uh i think it was lucas barbosa andre and then like josh hinger i think yeah a few of the guys from Matos who are like world-class black belts yep but there's, there's some mma fighters i've seen where it's like they win an awful fucking submission victory over a guy they like uh, almost knocked out yeah and then they, they're they giving another belt I'm like it doesn't mean shit dude like <laughs> like it's easier to submit like don't get me wrong like you can use uh even hadolfo vieira's match in the ufc earlier this year yeah He's a fucking top-notch black belt. He was a fucking world-class grappler. He got submitted by some, like, not really a nobody. I'm sure he's a bigger name than I can give him credit for, but essentially a nobody to me, and he gets submitted with an arm in guillotine. And it's because the dude almost, like, knocked him the fuck out standing first, and then Adolfo shoots in, and because he's almost unconscious, takes a shitty shot and yeah. gets submitted. To, so when you shoot in to not
1: get submitted by a guillotine, do you put your head in the stomach and not on the side, right? It's gonna
0: depend on how you're finishing the uh, the shot.
1: You so you're just going for a double leg takedown.
0: Well, so you're always gonna circle usually away from your head. So if if you're if you're putting your head in front of their stomach, you're gonna circle like behind them, and that's where you hit, see like uh, people circle towards like the back, and you see yeah. more like duck under type of stuff and throw Yep. If your head goes to the outside, that's typically where you see people like hit like knee taps, and then you'll see them like jump over as they're taking them down. Yeah. Um. I mean. And I'm no wrestling expert by any means, but there's like a there's a bunch of different ways. The biggest concept would be getting your hips on the opposite side of your head. Yeah. So like, if your head's in there, like if I'm shooting and I put my head on your right or your left side, my right, my hips need to go to the opposite side as yeah. I'm finishing the takedown. If I were to drive my hips to the same side as your head, it's gonna feel like I hit the takedown, but realistically, it's probably gonna be you giving up the takedown to attack the guillotine. That makes sense. So I mean, like anybody can get submitted, man. That's everyone's The craziest yeah. part, like. It's not some magical superpower that, like, prevents you from being submitted. Like, shit happens, but obviously it gives you an edge. But yeah, I've watched some guys, like, submit nobodies or, like, half unconscious people. And then their coach is like, oh, my God, that was a beautiful display of jiu Here you go. And this is actually a good example of this because he's not even a trash – he's not even a trash grappler, but this submission meant nothing, I don't think. Um, You watch the Ben Henderson and Anthony Pettis fight. Yeah. And he ends up getting armbar and gets his black belt. And I was like Pettis, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. It's like he, he damn near like knocked him out first, and then armbars him. Yeah. And it's not that Pettis is a slouch grappler, but I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want that fucking heat. Pettis is one of my favorite fighters. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's more like he very he may very well have been a black belt, but that submission didn't prove it. Didn't somebody break in his house and beat his ass? Yeah I think he got jumped There's some weird shit Going on with him Up in Milwaukee I guess Like someone blew up a car In his fucking driveway Or something Like people were making Some rumors about what happened I, <laughs> I have no fucking clue That shit was crazy dude So sure you're thinking like Somebody <laughs> So I believe it Cause I heard something like that too I don't know if it was true or not yeah. But <laughs> some- I, I heard about a car Blowing up in his driveway I'm like that's fucking wild you're nuts dude Yeah what,
1: What's your I, I feel like I'm A little familiar with it It's It's been a little bit But like your Your go
0: to Your favorite game uh, in jiu jitsu, like, what do you like to The The fast and dirty. To- I like people to shoot in on a single leg so I can go for a scissor takedown and he'll hook them. Yeah. I, I'm very much like, you know what? Are you paying me? Let me get in and get out. Like, yeah. how do I make that amount of time? Like, how do I make the most out of my money per minute? Yes. Like, I don't want to sit here and grapple you for fucking 10 minutes. So you're a leg wizard. I, I want to finish the fight however I can in like fucking five seconds. Yes. Like, that's, that's, go straight to the fucking point. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, it's it, it fucked me over. Don't get me wrong. I, but I live and die by the sword on that one. Like, yeah. There's been some matches where, like, I beat some, like, back when I was a pro belt, I beat some black belts I had no business beating. Like, if it turned into a technical grappling match and it was drawn out, like, you would have beat the shit out of me. Yeah. But if I just go straight for the submission, they're not always expecting it. Yeah. And get a quick win. Yeah. It's like the flying triangle. Uh, yeah. scissor takedowns, flying arm, all that crazy shit. Especially like,
1: as people get more skilled or like jujitsu education, they just exactly they, like overcalculate. They do. You know they what do. I mean? And then it's it really does become that drawn out. Yeah. Now you got. I don't like. It's understandable, but like
0: points and advantages. Well, and if you want to grow the sport, like I mean, it needs to be spectator friendly, and, and nobody's gonna give a shit about some dude sitting in closed guard for five minutes. It could be technical as shit and uh, some grip battle and all this, but. That's boring as fuck to watch. And I love the sport. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine for someone who doesn't know what's happening. And they're like, the fuck's going on here, dude. Like, yeah, dude, why, why doesn't he just stand up? And you're like, <laughs> well, it's not that simple, but yeah, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, I think that's part of what kills the sport on the spectator side. And that's why I like the, like the ADCC rules where it pushes like a submission, all that, like IBJJF it, as long as you're attacking a submission or you're like trying to progress, like you could almost stall someone out yeah so adcc what like so they have a lot more aggressive stalling penalties okay um i mean there's some refs for ibgf will be uh, super aggressive on it but in general ibgf is more of like people call like an ibgf game where you play points and you stall someone out and you're kind of like oh you're better than me so i'm just gonna like try and like you know play a cheesy game where like I come up on, on points and then like I back away. So you stand up, I pull a guard and I lock you in my guard. And then we just sit there for fucking five minutes. Yeah. And it's like, did you win? Eh, I mean, yeah, but not really. So I mean? It works. It wins people world titles, all this, but it's not exactly the most entertaining to watch. So that's why I like, I like people like, I like watching like Nikki Rod's matches. And even though I don't always like their, like their social media shit or all that, like, yeah, I mean, it's funny as hell, but it's not always the most respectful. It, but they fucking make the sport exciting. Yeah. Right? Like, they draw people who don't do jiu-jitsu to watch jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And that's – Andre Govão never really did that. Yeah, no. I mean, he was really fucking good. Marcelo Garcia never really did that. Yeah. Like, it's a whole different look into the sport. Facts. So, I mean, it makes it more wide streaming when it does that. That's, that's how you're going to get sponsorship money in the sport yeah because if you're just appealing to people in the sport you're dealing with a small community and then it's a small crowd nobody gives a fuck about that that's bro. like there's no advertising potential there yeah so
1: well we're a little over an hour so as we wrap up this was fire by the way
0: um anything else on your mind nah man i mean where can people find you, you? Uh, we're out in uh, Pelis Heights Arctic Training Center, uh, Pelis Heights, seventy two fourteen West College Drive. Social media Seaver um, on Instagram, Alex Seaver on Facebook. Pretty much everything Seaver for me. Yeah. So if you're struggling to find me, Seaver
1: Can people virtually learn? Like, is there any? Do you have any instructionals or anything? I don't
0: have any instructionals. Um, I'm not gonna talk shit about instructionals. It's not yeah. always the best. When people are just starting, it's hard to learn from instructionals. Yeah, I
1: bought one like while my like knee was fucked up, yeah. and I was like watching, and I was like. I mean, I need someone to like physically.
0: No, hundred percent. I need to pause this every sixty seconds and go through, and I'm like, exactly. Why did I just spend three hundred (laughs) dollars? Instructionals are great, man. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I always try and send people material that, like, if they're asking me questions, I'll be like, oh, hey, here's this video for reference. That stuff helps out a lot. Um, and then if people always have questions, I can always send clips to them and like record stuff for them. But. Or if you find yourself out in grand rapids for some reason you know stopping at that school as well yeah i know it's gonna be mostly people in the chicago area yeah
1: but. but no well we have a really diversified group of listeners for some some weird reason because our a lot of my listeners are internal but our oh, okay. company is nationwide mm. so you probably have a few people from each state that oh, will like sure. tune in it's kind of weird and like different countries too so Definitely shoot out the Grand Rap. So Grand Rapids, we're
0: Yeah, are Gracie, Grand Rapids. It's on Twenty uh, Eighth Street, south side of Grand Rapids. And
1: they can they they can find that link to Receiver BJJ? Yeah, if you find me, me
0: on. on on Instagram or Facebook, I have both uh, both businesses tagged on my personal page.
1: Please, guys, go subscribe and and uh, do jujitsu there. I get fifty percent of all earnings if you subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> like, please. <fucking> hell. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. All right. Well, this was fun. Can't wait to. Get you back on, and, you know, maybe hopefully in a year when I'm a black belt with four red stripes. You know, <laughs> fucking legit over here. But for so, sure. That's but no. That's
0: a $50,000 belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking that question just to see if, like, <laughs> I,
1: was, I was priming them, seeing, them like, hey, you know, if, like, money, you can get me a belt. <laughs> but, uh, dope, dude. But seriously, I'm excited. I want to, like, do this, like, yearly and watch myself progress with how many meniscus tears I can fucking get. <laughs> so. For sure. All right, guys. Peace.